What up, what up, what up? And welcome to another edition of Sports Ethos DFS Today. This is your Friday, December 3rd edition. I am your host, Santino Cocon. Normally, I'd be joined by our good pal, Dave Mankoff. But he has the night off today. Uh, some holiday, Some holiday cheers over there. But we got a nine-game slate here. A nice nine-game slate. couple teams um, on the front ends of a back-to-back. One team on the back end of a back-to-back. And that is a rematch of that highly anticipated game a couple nights ago. They're running it right back, which we can all be excited about. But we'll get to that shortly. <clears throat> now, what we'll do is we'll jump right into this slate. We have all the spreads right now. We have all the game totals. Uh, not all the injury reports, most of them. Things are going to change, though. But, yeah, we got a lot of information at the moment. We'll see what happens before game time. But, yeah, let's jump right into it. First game of the night, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Washington Wizards in Washington. This game tips off at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a 209 game total, and the Wizards are four-point home favorites. Uh, This is one of the lower games, the second lowest game total of the night by a half a point. Uh, And the injury report, we have Chetty, the last Chetty, Sedai Osman, Colin Sexton, out, Dean Wade, doubtful. On the other side of the ball, we have Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, out, Denny Advia, Aaron Holiday, questionable. Jump on over to the Cavs side of the ball. Um. Look at uh, Jared Allen at first. Uh, The guy's been unbelievable. 8-1. This is still a solid price tag for him. Uh, He was 8-1 last game, too. Uh, Decent matchup. I don't expect him to put up 60. But if you're looking for just 40 points right there, hitting value slightly above it, Jared Allen makes a lot of sense. Um, Or the two guys a little bit under him do make sense. Darius Garland, back-to-back, more underwhelming games. Um, only took 13 shots in those last two games each, but he's still shooting very, very solid, uh, very good right now. His last five games, he's shooting um, 44% from the field, uh, under 30% from three, so if he picks that up a little bit, we know that the points will come, but he's averaging 39 points in those la- 39 fantasy points in those last uh, five games, so at 7,200, he makes a lot of sense even in this matchup. Uh, Evan Mobley, if you want a cheaper guy for uh, Jared Allen, uh, only $6,700, $1,400 discount there. Uh, we know the rookie's been fantastic, so uh, good look you can take there. Um, Laurie Markkinen, under 6 k He's been really, really good. Outside of the last game where he had a dud 2 of 8 from the field in 26 minutes um, when they got ran out of the when they ran Miami, I should say, out of the building, he only had nine fantasy points. But before that, in four straight games, he had over, um, he was averaging over 34 fantasy points. He had 41 and a half in one a game, 39 in another, 36 and a half. Uh, so under 6K, Laurie Markkinen, probably the best bang for your buck on, on money here. So you don't have to spend up um, on what is projected to be a low scoring game. Dean Wade's questionable or doubtful. Um, so extra minutes available for him there. <clears throat> And that's uh, pretty much where I'm looking at. I don't mind taking a shot at the big three, the top three guys on Laurie Market, and I think makes a lot of sense for his for his price tag there. 
right, on the other side of the ball. It's similar. as I, I have a couple people I like on Cleveland, but I'm not going to have a ton of exposure. They're just options if I have them there, if I'm there around the uh, end of my lineup with that money left over. Uh, but I don't love this game in general. But on this side of the ball, I think um, <clears throat> if Advia is is out, it should open up things a little bit for David Ber- Davis Bertans while Rui's still making his comeback. Um, he had a really scorching game last game, shot five of six from the field uh, after missing his 12 total shots before that. And uh, one he was one of 22 in, in four games before that. And if you want to go back even two more games before that, he was three of 32 from the field previously. Uh, then he started getting things going. We know this guy can shoot. Brought back 19 fantasy points, nearly 20. Don't hate him as a as a cheap dart throw here. Um, more of expensive options. I don't really want to touch too many of the more expensive options on this team. Uh, it's just a very well-balanced, good team right now. Um, Trez under 6K does make some sense to me, but we know him and him and Gafford are pretty much splitting the minutes now, and, and also Gafford, now that he's, his minutes are climbing up, he does make some sense for me at 5K. Uh, but the upside isn't huge. They're just being extremely productive per minute guys. Uh, so I don't mind taking a look at those two. Gafford probably more so. They're going to need his size against Cleveland's front court. Um, so I expect him to continue playing that 27 to 30 minute role right there. Uh, and at 5K, that's that's a chance we could take. Um, but not not too much outside of that. I'm not going to look Beal or Kuzma's way too much in on a slate like this. All right. I'm going to jump on up to the next game of the night, the other game that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Miami Heat on the front end of a back-to-back, and we have the Indiana Pacers uh, in Indiana. We have a 2.8.5 game total. The Pacers are 5.5-point home favorites, uh, and that is because Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Markeith Morris, Victor Oladipo are all out for this one. On the Pacers, we have T.J. Warren, T.J. McConnell, Justin Holiday all out as well. Start with the Heat. I mean, a lot of their guys are out, and we know that. Uh, that means we can directly look at Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry. I just mentioned um, Darius Garland, similar price tag to these guys. And even um, if you jump up a little bit, Jared Allen. These guys are going to have a ton more usage here. Um, we saw Kyle Lowry go off a couple games ago at 17 and 14. Uh, Tyler Hero, we know, is going to take a ton of usage. He's just going to... Uh, be the primary sh- scorer on this team right now. So those two guys at this price tag in this matchup, uh, gotta love their price tags here. Gotta love, gotta have some looks at them. Um, Dwayne Dedman at 4,800. You know he's gonna start. He might not be playing the 35, 40 minute role that we think without Bam there, but he's gonna get 30 minutes or so. Um, 27 to 32, I would say. He had a double double in his last game, the first game without. Bam in the lineup, 11 and 13 with a uh, couple stocks there and a couple assists. Um, yeah, you can look at him under 5K, make, make some sense as some, a value play there. Max Struss, Gabe Vincent, PJ Tucker, they can all be pretty solid here without Bam and, and Butler in the lineup. Uh, they're going to get minutes. I like Struss. I think he they get the guy can shoot the basketball. Um, three straight games of double-digit score actual scoring points uh, he has 31 shots in those last three games so taking on a bigger role and i like Struss out of those three he's not going to do as much in the like uh playmaking department as a game vincent would do um he wouldn't do as much 
on on the defensive department as like a Caleb Martin would do uh, or PJ Tucker. But I like stress out of those guys, though. I think you can take reasonable shots at uh, all four of them, to be honest with you. They're going to get a lot of minutes without Butler and Bam. Again, I like stress the most out of those guys, though. Uh, and then we're going to go to Indiana. We don't have McConnell, no backup point guard there. We don't have uh, Justin. We don't have Warren. I would expect Joe Durte to draw the start and play a lot of minutes. And at 4400 that's a solid price tag there. Um, you don't love to go against the Heat, especially on what is the lowest game total of the night projected right now. But they're not going to have two of their better defenders. They're not going to have two of their best, their two best players. So um, there are things to open up here that makes Miles Turner a little bit better. Uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of more of Dwayne Dedman than Bam Adebayo, and that's a big plus for a guy like Turner. Uh, Lavert at five seven makes a lot of sense too. Uh, I like the more value guys here, like Turner, Lavert, Durte. Uh, those are the guys that I'd rather target than a Sabonis and, and Brogdon right now on the slate. Miami's still a very solid defensive team. Um, and if they can't hold their own without those two big studs in the lineup and this game does crawl away, I don't want to be spending nine, six for a Sabonis or uh, eight and a half for a Brogdon here. Uh, though they can bring back value. I'm, I'm going to have a little less exposure to them there and, and take more of the, the discounted mid tier guys. Right. I'm going to jump on over to, the next game, this one starts at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we have the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Atlanta Hawks. We have a 2.13 game total. The Hawks are two-and-a-half-point home favorites. On the uh, injury report, we have Bogdan out, DeAndre Hunter out, Jalen Johnson out, Onyeki Okungwu out, Cam Reddish as questionable. On the other side, we have Grant Riller, Ben Simmons both out. Uh, we'll start with the Sixers. They are the away team here. Yeah, Joel Embiid at 10-5. Uh, we saw him have a very productive playoff series against these guys. Uh, the one game he played against them this year, he had 19 points, 5 rebounds. He only shot 5 of 13 from the field. Uh, under 30 fantasy points. Played under 30 minutes, too, which I don't expect to happen again in this one. Um, I think this is a solid matchup for him. We do have other options, so we don't have to fully go here. If, uh, but this is a solid matchup. He's going to be seeing a lot of floor time. Uh, him and Clint Capella are going to go at it, and I love when they go at it. Um, and Bede has had success against this team uh, in recent seasons. So assuming that he's really fully healthy, which it looks like he is in, the, uh, in terms of the minutes he played. He played 45 in that first game back, and then he's top 30 in all three games. Um, been very, very solid on his fantasy point output. So I do like Embiid here. Um, then I'm looking at Seth Curry, Tyrese Maxey, the backcourt guys here. 6'9", uh, 5'1", more Seth Curry. Tyrese Maxey has lost his shot recently, uh, just not been falling. He's, um, in the last four games alone, we'll say 5 of 15, 5 of 15, 2 of 12, 2 of 13, 8 of 22 before that. Uh, not his that was his highest best shooting game in the last five 36 percent from the field uh so while he's still putting over 30 30 fantasy points uh in four of those five games it's just not the same upside as we know but he's gonna not have a that as big of a defender he's gonna have trey young to be able to attack in this one so i don't hate it but i'm not gonna have exposure there 
Um, I just think he's a decent pivot in a lot of uh, tournament plays. But Seth Curry, been playing a lot better lately. Only 5-1. Um, he has been shooting the ball really hot lately. A 50, Nearly 55% from the field in his last four games. Uh, he's averaging almost just a shade under 20 actual points on about under 28 fantasy points. Um, he's shooting over 50% from the field on the season, and it's even growing in the last four games. So I, I do like him here. He's just been um, on fire from all levels of the, of the floor. Um, over 40% from three, 42% from three, I should say over, um, and over 91% from the uh, free throw line. So the guy's been money. If he can add a couple assists like he did in the last game where he had six assists, uh, that's only a big bonus for us. Um, so I, I, I like Seth Curry a bit in this in this matchup. And that's probably it for now. They have a lot of, now that everybody's pretty much healthy outside of uh, Ben Simmons, who doesn't want to play for him, they have a lot of depth, so they don't have to throw in a... Um, Korkmaz, Thibault, Green, Milton, uh, Niang, all those guys are going to get some minutes and, and chop it up there, so I'll leave most of them alone for now. On the Atlanta side of the ball, it's a little bit of the opposite. They have a lot of guys out. Bogdan's not playing. Hunter's not playing. Reddish is questionable for this one. Um, so a lot of those wings that we know of are currently out, and Kevin Herter, 5,100. He is becoming the biggest minute benefactory for them uh not doing a ton with it but the last two games he's played 72 minutes combined and shot 12 of 24 from the field so 50 percent from the field just gunning he's not getting doing enough outside of that to really uh blow up but he is an option um to to look at i like john collins he's always had success against this team um in the first game, he didn't have a, too much success, though, in this first game this year at, at shooting three of nine from the field. Uh, and he still has somehow put up uh, 26 fantasy points just with his uh, stocks alone and his rebounding and his uh, playmaking. So I don't. I, I think John Collins makes some sense. Seven, 7K, I wish it was under, like 6.5. Six, six, that would be mu- much more beneficial for us. Um, but without all these guys in the lineup, he's going to see extra time. We're going to see like a... Uh, a Gallinari and get some minutes at small forward. We saw uh, Timothy Luawu Kebero, or as I like to say, Luke Carrot start in the last game. 3,200 does make sense if he draws a start again. Uh, he played 25 minutes in that last one. I, if he draws a start, I would expect him to play about that similar amount of minutes too. And at that bargain bin price, you can look at him. All right, we're going to jump on over to the next team. The next game we have. Another one at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Minnesota uh, Timberwolves, well, almost like Grizzlies, at the Brooklyn Nets. We have a 219 game total, which is the second highest of the night by a half a point. Uh, And the Nets are eight and a half point home favorites. The Nets are on the front end of a back-to-back. On the injury report, we have ourselves... Uh, Patrick Beverly out, Anthony Edwards probable, Jaden McDaniels, Jalen Noel, Carl Anthony Towns, all questionable. On the Nets, we have Kyrie, Joe Harris as out. Uh, We'll start with Minnesota. They are the away team, and obviously a lot of it hinges on that injury part. We don't know if Towns is playing. Edwards will. Beverly is already out, and they're two guys who've been playing the majority of power forward minutes, and McDaniels and Vanderbilt are questionable. Um, So a lot of that hinges 
on what's going on in that side of the ball. Uh, so we'll have to see. Towns might miss a game. That would make Nas Reed the spot starter. That would make Nas Reed a very attractive play for pretty much anyone at 3,300 in this matchup. Uh, would, I can imagine him getting a insane amount of um, roster percentage in this one. Uh, if um, Vanderbilt and McDaniels are both out, we could see uh, Torian Prince start again. Uh, don't love him. I would prefer Nas Reed still, even if Prince starts. But at 3,100, yeah, you can take a chance on him there. Josh Okoge might draw the start at 3K. Um, again, I prefer Nas Reed, even if he doesn't start over all those, and Denton Towns does play. But there's just a lot to sift through on this one. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, if he does play and he's healthy enough, if I don't hear any bad things, if I hear he's full bore, ready to go, pregame, 9,700, under 10K in this matchup, yeah, I would like that. Uh, if I see he might be limited or any anything that's uh, not full cat, I don't want to pay t- nearly 10K for him. But if he's under 10K and fully healthy and ready to go for this one, very solid matchup here. Um, if he's not, you can pivot right to D'Angelo Russell, right to Anthony Edwards. Uh, if there's no towns as well at both their price tags, 8.5 and 8.7, uh, they're both going to get insane usage. And the offense, the team, everything is going to rely, uh, rally around those two guys. Uh, so I would prefer Edwards. I just like his all-around game better than Russell. Uh, even though we're not, Russell could take 20 shots. Even if he hits six of them, he's still going to bring back value doing other things. Uh, but Edwards without, I, I prefer Edwards with a $200 discount there. Um, very, very high upside, we know. And he will try to make try to make a attack on this game, especially now that it's <clears throat> on national television. So I, I prefer Edwards at eight five over Russell, but they're they're both in play here. If there's no Towns, if there is Towns, probably won't be paying for those two guys there uh, at, at their respective price tags and take more of the uh, value that's hidden here. If Vanderbilt does play, I didn't mention if he plays. Uh, the dude's just been ripping down rebounds at four eight. I don't think the offensive output is there to get a massive um, return on investment here, especially he's probably going to see a lot of time on KD. But he makes he would enter the player pool, especially if Jaden McDaniels doesn't play. But if McDaniels plays and Vanderbilt doesn't play, yeah, we can go right to the opposite there. So there's a lot to sift through in that front court, but there is some op- there's a lot of options to be had depending on who's in, who's out, what actually happens there. All right, on the other side of the ball, we saw a big game James Harden uh, the last couple games here. Um, Triple-double, and then he went on and said, I don't know when I'm supposed to score, when I'm supposed to not score. Uh, and then he put up almost a triple-double, 34-10-8. and eight. Uh, That was a greasy wheel type of thing. I think that could happen again. They won by two. They were successful, and he was getting to the free-throw line at will in that first uh, that first half, it felt like every every time I looked, he was at the free throw line. Um, I expect him to take another one. They're going to let him uh, get his feel right, get himself right in this one. Uh, at 11.5, I think that's a reasonable price tag to pay for him. Makes makes a lot of sense. On the other side of the ball, we saw Nick Claxton just get activated. I don't think he's ready to play a ton of minutes after missing so much time. Um, but I'm curious to see what happens with uh, LaMarcus Aldridge's role, with uh, James Johnson's role, with Paul Millsap's role. He's probably going to take the latter two's minutes uh, for the most part when he's back up and running. 
but it's interesting. He might get that. He was starting early in the year when he was healthy. So, uh, again, very interesting. We saw um, uh, Blake Griffin. We know that it hasn't played in 10 days or so, so we don't have to worry about him. But Nick Claxton, if he's ready and he's, he could draw the start, that's something to monitor there. With that said, DeAndre M. Bembry at 4,500. Dude's just getting a ton of burn right now. 4,500. He's beat that three straight um, uh, two two out of the last three games. In the last game he had, he still had nearly 21 fantasy points. Bruce Brown re-entered the rotation, and at 3,600, that does make some sense. But Bembry's been the guy who's eating all the minutes right now, um, so I don't mind taking a shot at him at 4,500. He's probably the one guy outside of uh, the big guys that I, I will take a shot at in this one. <clears throat> He will be playing even in a blowout. That's why I don't mind that. And I say even in a blowout because Minnesota has a lot of guys questionable for this one, and Towns is one of them. So we will see what happens on that. Right, jumping on over to the next game of the night, we have the Orlando Magic taking on the Houston Rockets in what is probably the most anticipated game of the night. Uh, I kid. But we have a two fourteen and a half game total, and the Rockets are 3 point home favorites. This game tips off at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the injury report, we have for the Magic, Foltz, Carter-Williams, Isaac, Suggs, Etuan Moore, all out. Rockets, Christian Wood, probable. Kevin Porter Jr., questionable. Jalen Green, Usman Garuba, out. All right, we're going to jump on over to Orlando. And at 8,200, we have Cole Anthony back, and it didn't seem like he missed a beat. Uh, 24, 8, and 7 in 37 minutes. Um, in his first game back after missing some time there. 10 of 21 from the field. Uh, I can't imagine him getting really slowed down in this in this matchup. Uh, it's going to be... I love watching two bad teams go at it. It's just fun to like uh, watch and, and put some fantasy players in there. So, uh, Cole Anthony at 8,200. I see him getting another 40 points with, with some upside here. So, the matchup doesn't phase me at all, obviously. Uh, and his production does not phase me at all because he's been awesome. Uh, so Cole Anthony here is, is definitely within play at 8,200. Um, Carter Williams and Bamba, two guys uh, teetering on if I want to play them or not. I like to lean towards Bamba, even though he's been playing not as he was earlier in the year. Um, <clears throat> he's hit or miss. He went from 23 game point or 23 points last game, 47 before that, 15, then 35, 9, 27. Uh, and then he had a stretch of really solid play. So he's been hit or miss the last couple games. Uh, he was missed last game. I think he's back to hit in this one. Um, and this is a very solid matchup for him to to shake out. We have no Suggs no, um, in this one. So Gary Harris has been drawing a lot of the starts. Uh, Okeke's been playing more minutes. Hampton's been playing more minutes. Uh, Harris would be the one guy I'm looking at out of that crew, the 4K and under crew. Because he is starting, uh, now that we have Cole Anthony back, we can totally ignore R.J. Hampton. Um, Okeke hasn't been playing the greatest right now. Fran- Franz Wagner has been playing really solid. But Gary Harris has four out of the last five games, he's brought at least 23 fantasy points. And at 4K in a matchup against Houston, yeah, we can like that. And out of those four games, double-digit points. Uh, the one game he didn't, he just shot one of four from the field. Uh, just a dud there, but... He's been playing pretty solid. I think we can expect another 20-point game here. Um, and you can throw him at your lineups at four in at 4K and and uh, do good right there. On the other side of the ball, we have Christian Wood, who is probable for this one, 
I wouldn't have expected that coming in. I only played nine minutes against OKC. He left the lineup, or he left the game, went to the locker room, came back, then tried again, but didn't really last much. Um, so it was very weird to see him play uh, be probable for this one. I know he avoided a serious injury, um, but probable, I did not expect that. I don't know if that's going to change. If it doesn't and he's ready to go, this is a good matchup for him, even at 9,300. Um, especially with Kevin Porter Jr. as questionable because he also left. He came back couldn't re- and um, couldn't play again, and this was that same thigh that he hurt. And speaking of injuries that re-hurt, Christian Wood is the same ankle that he hurt last year. So very surprised that he's probable. Um, I Again, I don't. I honestly think that might change later on. I, I, I don't know if it was a mistake or, or what, but I didn't expect him to be ready the next game after hurting that same ankle that cost him months last year. Uh, Porter Jr., questionable, probably doesn't play with that thigh injury. Uh, and we know Jalen Green is already out. So a lot to sift through on this one. Um, Sengen would make a ton of sense if there's no Christian Wood, who's now playing exclusively like pretty much at center. Uh, Sengen should draw the start. Uh, Tice is not really playing there. And if he dra- does draw the start, uh, and he can stay out of foul trouble and play 25 to 32 minutes. Uh, 4100 is going to be a smash price tag for him. Um, Armani Brooks <clears throat> ooh, Armani Brooks might draw the start at 3400 A lot of sense there. Uh, but I like I like Aaron Gordon or Eric Gordon. I like uh, Jason Tate to take a lot of the playmaking responsibilities from Brooks. But again, 3400 you don't really have to um, think too much to throw him in if there's no Kevin Porter Jr. and he's drawn the start. Yeah, and then uh, I did mention Gordon, Matthews. Those two make a lot of sense, especially no Porter Jr., no Wood. We'll have to see on those. There are going to be a lot of shots to go around. Uh, Tate would be more interesting to me at 6K if there's no Wood uh, or Porter or at least one of them. But if they're both playing, or um, uh, then at 6K, I think we have other options. But if not, he's going to take on a lot of ball handling and playmaking responsibilities without Porter. Uh, he'll get a lot more post opportunities without Wood. We will definitely see on that one. Uh, he did have a monster 32-10-7 game with five blocks in the last one against OKC. Uh, so he does have huge upside. And at 6K, again, going to see that injury report first. Uh, but if those guys are missing or, or limited or whatever the case, Tate makes a lot of sense. Um, and then you have Gordon and, and Matthews' as options under 4K. Though, we'll see because I do like Sangin. I do like Brooks um, to just cheap, cheap value hits there. If, again, there's no guys in the front. And if Wood does play, I'll leave the Sengen alone. Brooks, you can still look at. Porter, if both play, I'll leave both of them alone and um, mainly look at Wood if he's healthy enough. All right, we're jumping on over to the first game at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Dallas to take on the Mavs. The Mavs are on the front end of a back-to-back. I believe I mentioned the Heat, the Nets, and the Mavs so far are all on the front ends of a back-to-back, and we'll get to the only team that's on the back end. Um, I'll just say who else. Uh, the, the Celtics, the Clippers, they are also on the front ends of back-to-backs. Uh, and then the Suns are the only team that we'll see that is on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, but we'll get to the, those games shortly. Back to this one. We have a 219.5 game total, which is the highest of the night. And the Mavs are eight and a half point home favorites. On the injury report, for the we have Josh Hart as questionable. Zion is out. 
We have Willie Cauley-Stein out. Frank the Tank Nidalekina and Kristaps Porzingis are questionable for this one. We'll start with the Pelicans. Um, Brandon Ingram at under nine or under eight K. He's starting to heat up. Uh, he's starting to heat up. Four out of his last five games, he's dropped over twenty-one fantasy or twenty-one actual points. Um, his assist numbers, the stocks, his assist numbers are down. Rebounds are are pretty down right now. Um, the stocks haven't been there since the hip injury. Uh, they're pretty much gone. But he's starting to score the basketball at an efficient clip. Uh, 23 of 35 shooting the last two games. Very nice. Uh, three out of the last five games, he shot over 60% from the field. Uh, but we need to see more. We need to see that more versatile game for him to beat that value, really. But um, in this matchup, he can. As long as he can pick up some other stuff outside of scoring and scorching the ball uh, like he's been known to, then he can be a very solid sneaky play in this one. Um, outside of that, we're looking at Josh Hart. If he's in at five, five, if he's not Graham Walker, Walker might be getting a lot more, uh, time in this one. They make sense. We're going to see Herb Jones continue to start, um, or play a lot. I should say Garrett Temple is a favorite of, of this team and he's going to likely draw the start again. I'll, I'll avoid him. Uh, but Kyra Lewis, Thomas Sadaransky, those two guys might get a lot more minutes like they've been playing, uh, doing. Um, Kyra Lewis played double digits in the last couple, in four of the last five games. Uh, pretty solid there. Can't really go to them because they don't have the minute upside, but they are back in the rotation, especially if Josh Hart's not there, get more opportunities there. Uh, but Graham Walker are the two guys that I would think would take the most advantage of uh Josh Hart and his newfound, very newfound, uh, or newfound, very successful playmaking abilities. Uh, and Willie Hernan Gomez, 4K. He is certainly in the rotation now and is just bringing back rock-solid value. Um, the last two games he didn't bring back over 20 points, but four straight games before that he brought back 22 at least and three over 30. So definitely something to keep an eye on, especially since we can attack Dallas's front court here. Um, speaking of Dallas's front court, Porzingis is questionable. Porzingis is questionable. That means everything is really going to revolve around Luka as it normally does, but even more so. Uh, even in minutes under the 30s, this guy can bring back 50 points, as we know. Uh, there's really nothing to worry about when you play the Mavericks outside of Luka, to be honest. So um, we'll see on Porzingis' availability. If he doesn't play, Maxi Kleba might draw the start at 4-1. Yes, he will be a very popular play here. Um, he's been very solid outside of the last game where he only played 16 minutes because they won by 32, didn't have to really rush him out of there off the bench. Um, he's been bringing back three out of the last uh, his last three games, 19, 24, 34 fantasy points. So uh, we know the guy can rebound. He's hit or miss on the rebound. Uh, very solid shooter most of the time, and he can bring back and get you some blocks. So 41K, if, especially if there's no Porzingis, I would expect 30-plus minutes here, um, and he makes a lot of sense. So does uh, Finney Smith at 4K if there's no Porzingis. <clears throat> Hardaway Jr. would get extra shots, but I'm not really too into him. Um, I'd rather just pay down if I'm going to go anybody here. Uh, but outside of Luka, I would look at Kleba, Finney Smith. Uh, if Porzingis does play, they probably leave him most of this team alone. Uh, we'll take some chances at Luka, but uh, I think Harden... 
for a couple hundred less also makes I would prefer him over there. I would probably have not much exposure to this side of the ball, especially being eight and a half point home favorites here. And maybe Josh Hart, who's pretty much the engine of the Pelicans, might not be playing in this one either. <clears throat> All right, jumping on over to the next game. We have the last three of the night. This one is Boston Celtics taking on the Utah Jazz. I mentioned the Celtics are on the front end of a back-to-back. Um, this one starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a 213 game total, and the Jazz are nine-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Jalen Brown is out. The Jazz have Azabuki out, and Trent Forrest questionable. <clears throat> that is it. Very, very healthy game uh, for most of these guys. Jason Tatum normally would love him. 10-1, no Jalen Brown. Uh, he's starting to pick it up a little bit. He had 26 and 16 against the uh, Sixers in this last game the other night. <clears throat> but I don't love this price. Uh, I shouldn't say I don't love this price tag. I don't love this matchup for the price tag. The Jazz are just awesome. And we know that at all levels of the field, uh, court on defense, uh, they have been playing fantastic. So at 10 1, with all of these other options, uh, we haven't even gotten to the Battle of LA or. <clears throat> the run it back game of the top two teams in the NBA yet. We've already mentioned a guys like Kurt. Um, well, I was jumping ahead of the gun there. We already mentioned guys like Harden and uh, Luca and, and Durant. Um, so we haven't even gotten there yet. And so I'm not in love with Tatum. He could make some sense as a pivot play on, on tournaments to separate yourself from the field. You don't think he's going to get much exposure, but I don't love the upside in this one against this jazz team. Um, Outside of him, Rob Williams, 5-2. Uh, two, two games in a row he saw, uh, or, well, his first game back, I should say, he saw 25 minutes. Uh, he was playing decent minutes before that. He he topped 40 a couple times before he got hurt. Um, 30 was pretty much uh, was doing that. Couple uh, Three out of his last five games before he got hurt, he was topping 30 minutes or four games. And uh, Then he came back, played 23, got hurt again. And now he's back again after 10 days, uh, played 25. I slowly think the minutes are going to creep up, and we know this guy's a permanent monster. So even in a tough matchup like this, if he can see 27 to 31 minutes, uh, 5,200, he can beat that price tag even against uh, Gobert over here. Uh, but I'm not too thrilled with most of these guys, their price tags in this matchup, even without a Jalen Brown. Um, the Jazz are just Super sound and fundamental, so I'm going to leave most of it alone. Uh, we're going to jump on over to the other side of the ball, and we're going to talk about those Jazz. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 8-6. Makes some sense. Uh, I, I just mentioned Rob Williams on the other end. He tends to foul a lot, and uh, this is going to be a battle of two big guys who are similar in their stat production. Rebounds, block shots, uh, not really much of an offensive game outside of putbacks and really deep, deep lob passes that they they, they can score in um, next to the rim. 8-6 won't have a ton of exposure due to the price tag. Um, honestly, I prefer Mitchell for two more, but Gobert will be in play because I don't think a lot of people are going to play him in this one. Um, outside of those two, like I mentioned Mitchell. We know Mitchell. Um, it's going to be a solid matchup. Jalen Brown's one of the better defenders on the Celtics, and he's not going to be in in this one. Uh, we could look at him as a cheaper, high-priced guy um, <clears throat> that you can fit in with another stud. Uh, so I like that there. And the 40 to 50-point production is well within reach for him in this matchup, uh, bringing back value. Outside of those two, 
there's a lot of uh, ebb and flow, I should say, for who's going to do what each game. I don't really like to put my hat on Bogdanovich too much. Um, Clarkson, uh, hit or miss. He's been pretty solid the last couple of games. Three out of the last five, he's been, or three out of the last four, he's brought at least 29 fantasy points. So you can go there. Uh, but in between those 20 actual point scoring games of those three, he has a seven and then a nine right after that. Um, so it's not in love with it, but at five, one, you can take chances on him cause you know, he could score the basketball. Um, he's probably the most that I would trust out of those guys, him and Conley at that point guard position, but everybody else, uh, pretty much just leaving him alone. All right. We're jumping on over to the game of the night. We have the Phoenix suns now after beating the warriors a couple nights ago, traveling to golden state to take on the warriors in a rematch of a run-it-back game of the two best teams in the league right now. We have a 217 game total, and the Warriors are six-and-a-half-point home favorites. Uh, we don't have a, um, an injury report for the Suns because they are the lone team on the back end of a back-to-back, but Abdul Nader did not play in that first one. Probably he's going to play now. I think it was more rest. Uh, we know Sarge is out. We know Kaminsky is out, and Devin Booker has he got hurt in the game against uh, the Warriors a couple nights ago. And he's going to be out for this one, though it's not official. He, he's going to be out. Uh, the Warriors, on their side of the ball, we have Andre Iguodala out. Uh, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman also out. And uh, the rookies are in the G League right now. Start with the Suns. No Devin Booker. We have some value here. Uh, we know Chris Paul is going to be primarily uh, the playmaker. He had 12-12 and 12 in the last one against Detroit. Uh, didn't really have to break too much of a sweat against Detroit. I brought back 32.5 fantasy points. He will have to break a sweat in this one, though. And he will get a lot of defensive attention because there is no Booker. But we know 90% of the ball handling is going to throw out to Chris Paul now that he's um, there's no Booker every time he's on the court. But don't let, uh, don't mind going to Chris Paul here at 8-4. Another guy who's more expensive, and we have a lot of big names here, but a nice secondary stud player that you can get into your lineups and pair with someone else if you wanted to. Um, DeAndre Ayton, very successful against this Warriors team in the first game, and I expect that to continue. He's just very physical. The Warriors don't have, without Wiseman right now, they don't have a traditional backup center. Usually it's Draymond Green. Uh, sometimes it's um, everybody's favorite. <clears throat> Oof. Everybody's favorite, uh, Bielitsa. So there's not really a traditional center there, and you need that against DeAndre Ayton because he's a big physical dude, 7'4", like that price tag for him. Uh, but outside we outside of that, we do have some we do have some value plays here because there is no Devin Booker. Michael Bridges makes a little sense. Uh, I think that's too expensive for me though. He's more important in real life than in fantasy. But Cam Johnson at 4,200, um, a campaign at 37, a Landry Shamet at 4K. Makes sense uh, in that order for me. I think Cam Johnson for me is easily my favorite of those three. Um, he's going to get a lot of more. He's going to get extra minutes here, uh, even though he might not draw the start. They want him on the second unit a lot. Uh, but we saw in the last game, he, him and campaign tied against Detroit for the high score of the night on the team at 19 points. Dude shot seven of 11. I played 27 minutes. I'm talking about Cam Johnson this time. Um, Against the Warriors, he played 29 minutes. He had 14 points, uh, shot 5 of 10 from the field. He's been hot. He's been very hot. Um, 
all year this year. And last six games, he's shooting 50% from three, 48% overall. He's shooting higher from three than overall. Uh, even on the whole season, he's shooting over 40% from uh, three right now. He's been really, really solid. Um, tough matchup, yes, but he's been great, and he's going to get the extra opportunity in minutes here. And at 4,200, I will have my fair share of him here. Uh, probably my favorite value play on this team. And outside of Paul and Aiton, uh, that's who I'm going to have the most exposure to. And depending on how much money I have, you might have the most exposure to him here uh, out of all of those guys on the team. All right, jumping on over to the next game, or the next team, uh, the Warriors. We saw Steph in the last game against the Phoenix, which was a couple nights ago, and that was the Warriors' last game. Uh, the Suns played last night in between. Um, he struggled. 4 of 21 from the field, shot under 20%. Uh, he shot 3 of 14 from 3 and 1 of 7 outside of 3. 12, 12 actual points, so we know he struggled big time. I expect a bounce back here, um, but not to the extent that I, I really want to pay nearly 12K for him and, and the most money on the on the slate. Uh, I like the couple other guys around him, like Harden and Luka a little bit better. Luka might get that boost without Porzingis, so we will see. But um, I don't expect Curry to do that again. I expect him to have a really solid game, though. Do I expect him to drop uh, 60 as he needs to just to hit value? I don't know. It's hard. It's going to be hard to beat value when your price tag is 60 just to like get value here. That's tough, and uh, I can't go that, especially against Phoenix. Booker's not playing, yes, um, but that that doesn't help him on on too much. I, I the hefty price tag to pay after coming off a bad game against them. Um, Wiggins and Poole, they had they had all games there. Uh, makes some sense. Otto Porter Jr. at 4-8. Uh, if the dude's going to continue to play this many minutes, then yes, I will like him. The only thing I uh, I'm, I fear of, uh, if he's going to continue to play this many minutes, he's going to fall off. We know he his injury history, whether it's his hip, his foot, his knee, his his everything, anything on the lower body. Uh, I, mean, I remember he hurt his shoulder before. Uh, the dude is very fragile if he continues to play a lot of minutes i am afraid but while he's playing all these minutes yeah i will take him at 4-8 i think that if he plays another near 30 minutes he's going to beat that price tag again this guy's a very talented player it's just health has been his uh achilles heel right now uh and if he's going to play that many minutes 25 points is well within reach with some upside there so i do like Otto porter jr here um Poole had himself a very good game. I, I would Porter Jr. is going to have the most exposure to my team just to take chances on him uh, because if he's going to continue to play that, I'll continue to play him until his body falls apart. But uh, Poole also really had a rock-solid game against this team. He picked up the slack for Curry. I expect it to change a little bit, so I'm going to have more exposure to Porter in this one. Jumping on over to the last game of the night, we have the Battle of L.A. The Los Angeles Clippers are traveling all the way to the same building to take on the Los Angeles Lakers uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a 217 game total, and the Clippers are one-and-a-half-point road favorites. Clippers are on the front end of a back-to-back as well. Uh, we have on the Clippers, Batum, Kawhi, Jason Preston all out. The Lakers, Ariza, none, both out. Davis, questionable. LeBron, Avery Bradley, probable. LeBron missed the last one, health and safety protocols. It uh, looked like it was a false positive or whatnot because he is back in on this one after um, two 
negative test within 48 hours or so. All right, we have the Clippers. Paul George at 10-3, another big high-priced guy. Paul George has really not beat that price tag in a little bit now. Um, hasn't topped 50 points since the 16th of November. I think this is a good chance for him to do so against former Russell Westbrook, Battle of L.A. Um, L.A. likes to play smaller, too. Their defense sucks, as we know. Uh, I, I should say the Lakers because L.A. could be either team at this moment. They're playing. They're both L.A. Uh, so Paul George makes sense for me as a pivot play, as a high-priced option, uh, but just a not super safe one. Um, I don't think he's going to have a lot of ownership because of him not beating 50 points since the 16th, which is a couple weeks now. But that helps us if we take him in and, and he has a really good game, which he can against this uh, very looking as old as they are uh, Lakers defense. Um, outside of that, Reggie Jackson at 6-6. Very solid play here. Uh, Terrence Mann at 4-9. Marcus Morris Sr., if he's ready to go, um, playing a full complement of minutes here at 4,700. He's going to draw the start. I like that. But they are on the front end of a back-to-back, so maybe by the time the game starts, maybe they uh, don't play him fully. We'll have to see about that. But I, I do like him at 47. Uh, Terrence Mann's going to get a lot of run here. I prefer uh, Morris if he's playing 30-something minutes, though. Uh, but Reggie Jackson is in a fantastic matchup. Um, we know the Laker, Russell Westbrook, whoever's playing guard at Laker on the Lakers, being, giving up a ton of points. While Reggie Jackson hasn't been scoring a ton, and especially in his fantasy point department, the last four games, uh, only one that the last three games he hasn't topped 30 fantasy points. Uh, he has a six-point game in there, too, at 0-5 shooting against the Warriors. Um, but he does have 50-point upside. We've seen that before. And I think this is a game where we can attack him if we don't have any Paul George exposure. All right, jumping on over to the other side of the ball. LeBron's going to be in for this one. Davis, questionable, probably in. He's always questionable. Um, Westbrook hasn't missed a game. Guy that I'm looking at the most, Dwight Howard, 3,600. Confirmed that he's going to start this game. Uh, we saw in the last game when he played 35 minutes, got a double-double with four stocks, 36 fantasy points. He's only 3,600. So uh, if he's going to start and play 25 to 30 minutes, which he should be playing because DeAndre Jordan stinks, and if they're not going to play AD at the five, Dwight Howard has – there's no business why he's not starting. Um, 100% like love that price tag, 3,600. Uh, Avery Bradley's supposed to be back for this one. He's probable. Uh, so, and LeBron James is probable. So that kind of likely ends the love for Taylor Horton Tucker, even though he's been struggling. Um, Malik Monk might not have as many minutes. Wayne Ellington, they're all going to chop it up there. Don't really like it there. Um, take your pick on which superstar you want to go at. Russell Westbrook going against his former Paul George teammate, uh, with LeBron probably going to be maybe ease back in. Um, I don't know, but I, I like LeBron more than those two guys at the cheaper price tag. I think every time he's been playing this year, they've been running him out there for as much as he can play uh, until he gets hurt or rejected. So he's, I don't expect a minutes limit on him here. The uh, last three games that he's played 56 points was his minimum and he's dropped, he scored 30 actual points in all those games. So, uh, LeBron makes a lot of sense here and Dwight Howard is my favorite on the team. Uh, 3,600 starting job. Maybe DeAndre Jordan doesn't play at all after that uh, altercation 
and he shouldn't just he should just shouldn't play anyway. Not <laughs> he should get mop time minutes, couple minutes here and there, but he shouldn't be starting. Uh, but Deion, uh Dwight Howard, thirty six hundred, very rock solid play here. And I'll just say, uh, we'll do I'll do my tiers quick, and I'll say he's my favorite value play of the night at thirty six hundred. Um, depending on other stuff that drops, because we have a lot of big names on the injury report as of this moment. Uh, favorite high price guy. I'm going to throw it over to James Harden at 11-5. A Minnesota team that isn't the greatest defense. We saw James Harden get the squeaky wheel treatment. Thing it happens again. Um, And a worse defense than the Knicks, even though the Knicks aren't playing great defense right now. But James Harden at 11-5 makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, Then we have favorite mid-tier guy. Uh, This one's probably easy. Uh, Tyler Hero, 7-5 against an Indiana's leaky defense. There's not going to be any Jimmy Butler. There's not going to be any Bam. Um, Kyle Lowry is going to take on a bigger role, but so will Tyler Hero. And I think he might score 30 actual points in this one, and he's only 7,500. He could potentially beat his value in, in points alone. I really like Tyler Hero here. Um, all right, and that does it. Thank you guys for tuning in for another edition of DFS Today. Have a great night. Great weekend. Peace.